He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Our customer support and overall experience is the best in the industry. Um, and that's, you know, due to us really putting in those hours, learning what their needs are. We have live chat on our website. Oh, yeah. You generally can talk to Monica at any hour. <laughs> um, you know, recently we stayed up all night and chatted people. Yeah. Um, if you need assistance or help from Noise Aware, we are going to be there. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? You are about to listen to the Vacation Rental Mastermind series. I have sat down with some of the biggest experts in the vacation rental space all over the globe, and we created a 10-episode series where we dive in from how to be a host, how to maximize your property, how to manage a property from big management companies as well as technology and fraud protection for your guests and for yourself as a host and an owner slash investor. So tune in every week for the next 10 weeks to enjoy the Vacation Rental Mastermind Series on Slick Talk and check out every single guest that's going to be on the show on all social media platforms. I see you. Checking into that property for four when you really have eight? You must be fun. Popular. Cool. I can tell you know it's wrong, but yet you still play music outside at an oddly loud level. You couldn't bear the thought of your friends not having a good time. Sure, you can get in trouble, but look at them. They're having fun, but now you've made me do it. I have to sit and watch my property. Your friends. You. Hold up, things are getting a little out of hand here. Your guests deserve to have privacy and you deserve to have a life, while resting easy knowing that your property is safe. If you ever wonder how you can protect your property while you're away, it's actually quite simple. NoiseAware is the only privacy safe noise monitoring solution built to protect your property both inside and outside. NoiseAware will only alert you for continuous noise that exceeds the thresholds that you select. So no longer are you getting alerts for a drop plate, a sneeze, or the lawn being mowed. That would just be annoying. With NoiseAware, you have control and your guests have their privacy. No need to become a PI once your guests check in. I'm Will Slickers, the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and the lovely folks at NoiseAware and myself have teamed up to make sure that all hosts and managers are protecting their property while protecting their guests' safety and privacy. So visit them at noiseaware.com and use the promo code SLICKTALK at your checkout for 15% off of the sensors. That is noiseaware, N-O-I-S-E-A-W-A-R-E.com and use the promo code SLICKTALK for 15% off your sensors. That's noiseaware, the party prevention solution. Welcome to Dallas. Yeah, it's been an interesting play for hours, but hey, it's been fun. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Yeah. So let's just kind of dive in. I'd love to just get right to the meat of the episode. Um, let's talk about yourself, um, kind of your background, where you started, how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So um, I went to the University of Oklahoma, Boomer. 
Um, and originally sought to attend medical school, actually. Um, I was really dead set on becoming a psychiatrist. Um, after two years of chemistry and all those classes, I figured it wasn't for me. Yeah. And the next logical thing was to move to business. Um, I pivoted to marketing at that point for two reasons. One, I had a friend doing it. And then two, um, marketing is essentially the psychology of what gets people to buy, right? Yeah. Um, so I find that extremely fascinating and that's kind of what brought me um, into this role. Uh, once I graduated, I became the director of operations at a commercial real estate firm, um, then ended up leaving. Here in Texas? Yes, okay. yeah. Um, ended up leaving and about two weeks later, wound up at Noiseware. How did that kind of start? Was it through a, a recruitment or what kind of happened? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, long story short, um, ended up meeting Dave, the co-founder, yeah. at a friend's birthday. Okay. Um, we were the first two there and you know, naturally you talk about how you left your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this was during the infancy of Noiseware and okay. so they just needed whatever extra help they could have yeah. around the office. Um, so I set out, you know, just to do temporary work. Yeah. Um, and two weeks later, I pitched them and why I wanted to be there full time. Okay. And yeah. so you've been here for how long now? Um, almost three years. Almost three years. Yeah. Noiseware is how old? Uh, four. Four. So you pretty much have been through the birth. Yes. Well, obviously not right away, but. Right. I came on at a really interesting point. We had only been selling the product um, e-commerce for yeah. about two months. Okay. Um, so it was a great time to join the team. Yeah, um, you have to see the root of everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about then the, you know, the role of your position as the marketing manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what are the pivotal points and definitely from like the beginning in the prior three years to where you are today? Um, really what, um, I guess, what was the main pillars or the branches, like the exciting, you know, turnover of your role? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like I said, joining about a year in, um, it was really exciting to be able to kind of form a brand. Um, I worked really closely with Christine, our head of growth, um, and so she did a terrific job getting it started. But we set out on a mission to make our brand fun, um, something that people could relate to. So I found that I really enjoyed building out the Noiseware brand, which is something I think that um, differentiates us. You know, we're people's friends, um, we're bold, we're loud, we're fun. If you see us at the conferences, we're in, you know, loud Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Um, So that's. My favorite part of the role is really getting to build out the brand and all of the creative liberty I've been given. Yeah, for sure. So what for for you, like what would be key indicators or key things that you've learned from the three years, mm-hmm. especially being in like a brand new startup, there's so mm-hmm. much to learn and so much going on at such a fast pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say like the building the brand, what were the steps of that? Yeah, I think the number one thing to keep in mind is continuity. Um, so creating a brand book, something that, you know, the entire company as it's scales really quickly mm-hmm. that some everyone in the company can refer back to you know what colors do you use what fonts yeah. all those little things that might not seem like much at the beginning but having those concrete from the start really helps build that brand out um, I also recommend taking a look at your competitors both within the industry and outside of it yeah. um, so you know other noise monitoring devices for example but then also looking at 
you know, other bold companies. Um, like I said, here at Noiser, we try and be very bold. So we've looked to Chubby's for inspiration. Yeah. Um, those are the shirts we wear at the conferences, yeah. very loud. Very loud yeah. um, and looking how they do things, right? And so while that's not a direct competitor, it's someone we want to emulate in everything we do. Yeah. Um, so other than that, um, I guess the biggest thing that we do in every piece of marketing is we try and be different. For sure. Um, so, you know, crazy ideas generally work. Mm -hmm. And so don't be afraid to try them. Yeah. I was gonna say for, just to bounce off of that, the company I first started ever working for mm -hmm. in hotels, they were marketing and brand like obsessed in mm -hmm. a great way. And mm -hmm. I think what you just said is really key because every email signature, every font used, every look of the logo or the placement of the picture, they were set. They were right. a standard, right? And that creates, I think, um, kind of like how we've talked about multiple times, like culture, how we bleed, how we cry, how we mourn, how we celebrate, how we um, you know execute, that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, my favorite part for, like I use this reference as a podcast, I found my, my voice or my style. So first few episodes, probably not the best, right? Hey. But as you get through, you know, time of creating the brand and mm -hmm. the, the core sound, I think that's when it really shows. And like you guys being four years old now, you've definitely probably had that experience. Definitely. I think brand voice is something that I geek out on a bit. Um, and it's also something we use in recruiting for our team, right? We yeah. want to make sure that the people that are joining the team also fall in line with the brand. And yeah. so that's being fun. It's being a friend before being, you know, looking at these people as customers. Yeah, um, sure. We're all on the same mission of, you know, being responsible hosts in the short-term rental industry and yeah. seeing it grow. Um, so our entire team really works together to make sure, you know, not only visually is our brand in line, but also um, from, you know, on customer support calls, emailing back and forth, everything, every piece of collateral we do in communication, we make sure it's on brand. For sure. And I think it goes back to, this is like a kind of a side point, but the, you know, we always focus on the guest experience. Mm -hmm. And part of that, I think, is implementing what you're just talking about, you know, how we actually communicate with the customer because we can be you know as flashy and as cool and right. sound great but at the end of the day if it doesn't get executed and follow through with mm -hmm. then i think you start to see the, the lack of yeah the one of the cool things we do um is we call it the z effect so right. zappos is known for their impeccable customer service yeah. um so each of our customer facing roles gets a z effect budget monthly um and so let's say you know we have a customer who's um, you know, just mentioned that they had just gotten back from a trip and they're trying to get caught up and, you know, yeah. they have all these things to do. Um, someone on our team will send them a Starbucks gift card, you know, just making sure that um, we go that extra mile and really yeah. work to build great relationships with noiseware users. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's uh, definitely a differentiator. Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, well, we've been talking a lot about you. A lot about the background mm -hmm. and the story and the startup of, you know, no, your Let's role. stop talking about me. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of, for the listeners, I think, you know, this all will all make sense, more sense, um, when we kind of explain Noiseware's origin yeah. itself. And so, um, I know we've talked about Dave, the co-founder, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's kind of where it all started, the seed of, you know, Noiseware. So, let's kind of dive in, um, really about just the origin and kind of the smaller version of the story and yeah. you know, how it's kind of grew into what we're talking about. Yeah, so Noiseware was founded by a host. Um, okay. yeah. So Dave owns multiple properties um, here in Dallas, 
and one weekend it was supposed to just be a husband and wife a you know quiet casual getaway um Dave said, why not? You yeah. know? Um, so we'll heard this story. Yeah, exactly. Similar stories like that. Yeah. It happens way more often than people think, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so come Monday, Dave um, arrives at the property and there's a cease and desist letter. Oh God. Um, the police showed up all weekend, multiple noise complaints filed. The neighbors were upset. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately he didn't find out about this until after the guests had checked out. Yeah, 48 hours. Right. That's pretty um, you would think he would have been called sooner, um, yeah. but unfortunately that's not how it works. The authorities are always called first. Um, so ultimately he had to sell the property and lost over $30,000. So he started doing some research, yeah. you know, there's cameras, there's other things out there. And at the core of what Dave wanted was something that was privacy safe, that could go in the unit and alert him if things were getting risky. Yeah. Um, there was nothing. And so he joined forces with our other co-founder, Andrew, and NoiseAware was born. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Yeah. And I think the, because there's always that controversy, you know, of cameras, right? Mm-hmm. You know, who's watching and... Right. What is it being used for and blah, blah, blah. And so I think with, especially in hotels, restaurants, and vacation rentals, this all gets applied um, into, you know, really just the security of privacy. Yep. And so I, I like that Dave and Andrew kind of teamed up into that, made that the core value. Yep. Because, again, there's so many devices out there. Um, you know, we've talked on the podcast before with other people about like Alexa hospitality and mm-hmm. all these other devices that are in hotel rooms and vacation rentals like Google home is a great you know example too. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think the, the ability to have this as a feature and there's a rise in tech, it's great, mm-hmm. helpful. I love it myself when I stay, but at the same time, it's still like that question at the end yep. at the back of your head. You're like, who's listening? Like, you know, all this type of stuff. Um, so let's kind of dive into really um, why is NoiseAware different? Yeah, so, you know, I, I have a Google Home at my place. And what um, I think people forget is that it's on your own accord, you know. Mm-hmm. So when it's in your home, it's very different than when you're staying at someone else's home. For sure. um, so that is, at, like you said, at the core of what we do. Um, one of the things, though, that really you know sets us apart is our proprietary algorithm. Yeah. Um, we call it the noise risk score, NRS for short. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest problems for users of smart home tech is that they're over alerted. Yeah. Um, and true. so that typically means that they disabled their alerts. So we set out to make sure that people were only getting alerted of noise events when, you know, it wasn't a false indicator. Yeah. Um, so kind of like for, sorry to interrupt. No, you, no, I was no. Say the uh, the amazing you know, you version of the ad. You know, it's not going to be a you know lawn being mowed, all that type of stuff. Exactly. You're going to get an alert for a real thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, decibels are interesting, yeah. and noise itself is very complicated. But basically, when you sneeze, you're looking at like 85 decibels. Yeah. Um, no one wants to be alerted for that. No. So we look at um, decibel duration and a few other factors while remaining 100% privacy safe. So that noise risk score really makes sure that you're getting smart, active alerts that you know, you're able to respond to. So yeah, because I was gonna say, for all the listeners, this has been the wildest like trip for me because, 
here I am thinking, you know, noise detection, pretty simple, right? Mm. No, I've been here for a couple <laughs> hours and I learned so much about decibel levels and like the proper way to read them and indicate and like right now we're at 55. Yeah, like probably 55 to 60 decibels. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. To mm -hmm. me, that would be like a loud decibel level, yeah. but it's not it's like normal. Uh -huh. So for all the listeners, you're hearing this at like a certain decibel level that's like very like minute compared to like what a party would be or anything else. So right. it's just kind of cool to take in all these factors and like really expand on what they actually do. Yeah, so. noise decibels vary, you know, second by second dramatically. Yeah. Um, so if you were to be alerted off of those decibels, you've received the alerts all the time. For sure. Um, so that was one of the first things that our engineering team really tackled was being able to come up with a solution to the over alerting. Yeah. Um, of our users and ultimately you know when you're over alerted you lose trust in the technology mm -hmm. um, so we really make sure that you're alerted when there's an actual risk it's supposed to help not be a, an annoying kind of a ongoing right no one wants yeah, that yeah, no. <laughs> I think another thing that you know we really pride ourselves on is that um, we're our team has gone to over 4,000 short-term rental properties and met with these hosts to learn, you know, what their cities are going through, how our technology can help them, and have ultimately installed our devices for them. Um, so we really try and be at the ground level with these hosts, supporting them throughout their entire journey. Yeah. We don't just see us as, you know, a noise monitoring yeah. solution. We're on your team, ultimately. Um, but you know the number one thing that hosts tell us um, is that our customer experience, our customer support, and overall experience is the best in the industry, um, and that's you know due to us really putting in those hours, learning what their needs are. We have live chat on our website. Oh, yeah. You generally can talk to Monica at any hour. <laughs> um, you know, recently we stayed up all night and chatted people. Yeah. Um, if you need assistance or help from noise aware we are going to be there um that's what i was just going to say too because i've tested this so for a lot of the listeners too like mm -hmm. i have a management company in washington and uh just before the episode i was like hey i want one let's yeah. let's test this out and uh super easy like i was a little nervous at first i'm like oh man how do i do this yeah but really you plug in you download the app you get on and you hook it up. It's pretty pretty similar. We do it with a lot of other devices, uh -huh. you know. So pretty well uh, thought out implementation of the the device. Mm -hmm. So that for me, like while you were just about to say, I think you know customer experience. Not only are you guys chatting mm -hmm. and talking and finding out if there is any issues, because sometimes it's not that simple. Right. You know, Wi-Fi has a really good. Um, Wi-Fi yeah. can be a huge problem. Yeah. So I think you know there's a lot of different variables that go into it. Not many could be blessed, you know, to simply just plug it in sometimes. Right. But I think the customer experience, too, what makes a mastermind for me and, like, the whole sense of it is not only, you know, was there a problem mm -hmm. and was there a solution? Yes, there's a solution. Did somebody take action on that solution? Yes, they did. So, and then not only is the solution a solution, but it's the only solution in my eyes because you guys have thought out every single step from decibel levels mm -hmm. and all the math and science to sound and decibels and making it safe and that goes into the customer experience as well like you were just saying you know monica i've actually been on the site she's <laughs> always available so uh, i just really like i think that's such a huge aspect right yeah yeah one of the cool things that we did um 
it was either right before I came on board or during the first couple of months. But basically our team acted as the first responders for some property managers. Um, so we were able to learn, you know, the exact process that ensues after receiving an alert. So, you know, over 80% of noise alerts are solved within 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, through a simple text message. Really? Um, and we help, you know, our users with the copy, um, understand, you know, each property management company or host, you know, wants to frame it differently. Yeah. But a simple text message generally solves the issue right off the bat. And our team, you know, was able to do that for others and really learn. I think that's at the core of what we do is we put ourselves in the shoes of our users yeah. and find the best solution for them. For sure. And that definitely is, it's not... I don't know, because I have both sides of the field when it comes to hotels and vacation rentals, mm-hmm. right? We have hotel guests that we've had to, you know, silence or tell to be quiet. Right. You know, you got those partiers every now and then. Yeah. Um, same with vacation rentals. And so I think when it comes to actually, okay, you got the complaint, the hardest part is to act on it because we're human. Yeah. So sometimes we don't like conflict. No. And I hate conflict. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> Uh, I remember so many times walking up to a room just getting nervous or just like knowing that like, okay, you don't know what you're going to walk into mm-hmm. for one, but at the same time it's not uncomfortable because we're in the industry um, to take care of people, yeah. not to you know, be a party pooper or whatever. Um, right. But at the same time, taking care of people means taking care of all of your guests. And Absolutely. So I think it's really... Well, and I think on top of that, you know, with... In our industry, a lot of the times this is your home, yeah. and so it adds a whole new personal level to it. Yeah. Um, but generally, the first text messages that our users send out is just a reminder of what the quiet hours are. Yeah. So by putting those into your welcome book, um, the guidelines for your property, you know that's the first line of defense. Yeah. And then simply reminding the guests about it generally is the solution. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of like the the. Whenever you get that text message, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh yeah. Right. We should. Well, we, and a lot of the time, quiet. these guests don't even know they're being that loud. Yeah. Right? You're having sure. a good time with your friends, laughing, yeah. Yeah. and you don't realize it. And then a simple reminder, yeah. you know, solves it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you, you are right. I think, you know, we go into, I always go back to it. And so, sorry for anybody listening. I'm pretty repetitive with this. But uh, hotels, you know, very, like right there, you know, it's a building. It's got mm-hmm. multiple units. Uh, versus your own vacation rental it is your home yeah like that personal level i think it is a little bit more like the hospitality side of me like knowing just the people i've worked with and the properties we've worked with they are more connected right a lot it's not a real estate investment it's like a hey i lived here i've had memories here like i've had good experiences i've had bad and i want people to have good like you know they're putting it up there for a reason yeah you want to share the experiences that you've had with that property with the guests staying there yeah for sure (laughs) Um, so on this point, I really want to dive into the um, privacy aspect of noise aware. Yeah. So um, it's not listening or recording. No. It's not like an Alexa. Not at all. You know, she's like always there. Um, but it's not a security camera. Exactly. So really, I guess for for you, what is what does privacy safe mean? What does that mean for any listener? Um, or any person that is on noise aware, yep. what, is pro- what is privacy safe? Yeah, so we are the only device that has no idea what you're doing. Um, we don't know if you're talking, yeah. what you're talking about, none of that. All we are doing is looking at the decibel and duration um, and using that to you know, find the noise risk score at the property. Um, 
privacy is at the core of what we do. Trust me, by you know not being privacy safe, it makes your job a heck of a lot easier, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we have put the guests first, and that's our number one concern. So at no time do we record anything or have any idea what people are talking about, unlike you know the other smart home devices with microphones. Okay, that's interesting because mm-hmm. you would I don't know I just know that you and I probably on the development side of this mm-hmm. it's a whole different animal and different beast because <laughs> in order to do that like anybody can I don't know everybody but a lot of people can create like an Alexa device or do all this other yep. stuff um, but making that extra tweak which probably sounds simple but it's not yeah so you guys how many how many developers do you guys have um our team our developer team is growing probably the quickest um I would say there's about 10 okay yeah right on so yeah they're pretty I'm pretty sure 10 people to do this is not enough it's a full-time job (laughs) it's just the privacy piece but it's absolutely worth it I know you know from a personal point of view I only stay in short-term rentals and you know that is a concern Um, with all the headlines about you know cameras being hidden those sorts of things you know you want to feel safe while enjoying you know this experience at a new home in a new city Um, so that's what noiseware is sought out to do yeah and I'm the same way with the, I'm even uncomfortable with mo- like motion detector, mm-hmm. like body heat and all. Like yeah, like cool, but still, it's still. I don't know. I when I hear noise detection, I'm like oh, whatever. Yeah. But you know, like monitors and other stuff, it's still a little uneasy. So I I think what you guys are doing is like on point too. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think another interesting yeah. use case for noiseware um, is that. A lot of our, you know, property managers or even our hosts are able to tell, you know, when their cleaning crews have shown up. They're also able to tell when guests check in and check out. Um, There's all these other use cases that you can um, use Noiseware for that, um, you know, really bring value aside from just, you know, potentially throwing a party. For sure. Um, You know, it's almost like insurance in a way, but then you get all these other added bonuses with being able to use the product and detect noise. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think when we, when I first tested out the device, Mm -hmm. right, you guys actually specifically told me because I was just like, yeah, I'll hook it up, Mm -hmm. you know, super easy. Um, But then, you know, I'll just blast music and wait for the the detection. Yeah. But um, when you actually told me that in the email, I said, you know, you have to give it a certain amount of time. So I have to set a threshold. Right, right. So that's where I think. That's something I didn't hit on. Yeah. Yeah. Another step is the threshold. And it's like. I don't know, I think you can explain it probably a little bit better, but you know, you set something and instead of it immediately happening, it takes a little bit of time. Like it mm-hmm. can, you know, give that like little window. So Yeah. Every property is different, right? Yeah. And so what may be loud in Palm Springs isn't so loud in Miami. Yeah. Um, so each property you're able to select the thresholds. So your noise risk score and we walk you through which each of those are. So you get a little bit of sense of how loud it's gonna be. Um, Then on top of that, we have quiet hours. So let's say you don't care how loud your guests are being at noon. You're obviously gonna be a lot more sensitive to that same level of noise at 3 a.m. So, you know, if you only wanna be alerted during your set quiet hours, you have that ability and you get to choose what's too loud for you um, but our our customer success and experience team does a really good job of making sure you know you feel empowered in making those decisions yeah. and educating you throughout the way yeah so instead of just going in blind it's kind of like yeah. right I, what I like about that is too is because um, 
I know we'll touch base on some testimonials and stuff, but um, when it comes down to neighbor, you know, relations, yeah. I think that's huge because a lot of places, think about most Airbnb or hosts, mm -hmm. uh, their places are in a condo, there's probably a unit, you know, right next door yeah. or close neighbor. Um, so being able to protect those relationships and still run your business is pretty important. I think, you know, instead of every time your cleaning crew comes to clean the property and they're getting yelled at by something that they'd had no control over. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge. You know, you don't want to rely on your neighbors yeah. to be watching your property. Yeah, you know, not that's their not their job. Sure. Um, and you also want to keep those relations really good. And what we've learned is that just by telling the neighbors, hey, you know, we've installed noise monitoring at the property, they feel an instant sense of relief. Yeah. And our team works on, you know, providing that collateral to give to the neighbors to educate them on what it is and how it works. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times it really can repair that relationship if it's already been damaged mm -hmm. or protect, you know, your neighbors from getting upset with what's going on at the property. Yeah, for sure. And I know, so with the, so I know we skipped over this a little bit, but the um, noise aware device itself, mm -hmm. there's an indoor version and an yep. outdoor. Yep. So what can walk me through the difference on yeah. the indoor and the outdoor because I know it doesn't sound like at first when I prior to the, my arrival here mm -hmm. I didn't know there was a big difference but there yeah. actually is mm -hmm. when it comes to you know your noise away score so. yeah so um, we are the only one that has both an indoor and outdoor mm -hmm. and we learned for example you know in Palm Springs you can't play music outdoors at all at oh. a short-term rental okay um, so that was a huge concern for our customers and so we went out and made sure that we could provide that solution um, our indoor sensors are outlet mounted so that means you know as a host you don't have to go back and charge it you don't have to you know replace batteries yeah. it makes it much easier um, it also is, like I said, mounted. You have the option to screw it in or not. Yeah. Um, but it also is tamper-proof. So yeah. if anyone starts to, you know, jiggle it or mess with it, you'll be alerted. Okay. And then if it goes offline, you'll receive that alert as well. Okay. Um, we rarely see that yeah, these things yeah. get unplugged, um, but we have gone that extra step to make sure that you know. Um, so that's our indoor model. Our outdoor model um, is fully weatherproof and can virtually be mounted anywhere. Mm -hmm. And we provide a few different tools, screws, you know, 3M tape, etc. Yeah. Um, but these are battery powered and connect to the indoor sensor. So the two are always, you know, communicating. Yeah. Um, the indoor connects to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And so that's how the outdoor is able to work. Um, without getting too technical, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, the outdoor model has total ease of putting it wherever, and our team, you know, walks you through. We have a lot of people send us their listings, yeah. and we take a look at it and say, hey, you know, what would make sense is putting it in this spot. Um, we refer to them as activity zones, so okay. thinking of places where people are gonna congregate. Yeah. Um, so the living room, the back patio, et cetera. For sure. Those are the places in which you'd wanna put a sensor. Yeah, and I like that the, they're pa not powered by a battery, mm -hmm. like other than the outdoor one, mm -hmm. which is super simple to redo. Yep. Um, but the, I think the like the most annoying thing, especially if you're a host that is not on site as much. Maybe let's say you have a cleaning crew, and you have a manager, or you mm -hmm. have a management company. You know, one as an owner, I don't want to be changing batteries all the time. Mm -hmm. Two, as a management company, I don't want to be changing batteries all the time. Right. Like going to all these properties, especially if you're, you know, got multiple levels of properties in different, mm -hmm. you know, places and areas. That itself doesn't sound like a headache, 
at first. It adds up. <laughs> but it does. Like time-wise and driving and, you know, everything else. And it just, you know, sometimes with a lot of things out there, you could be different batteries and all mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then also for the tamper-proof, mm-hmm. for me, I like that they don't look like anything specific, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah. it's not like a, it's not like something I'm going to question and want to pull out the wall. Right. It just looks like a, you know, air freshener or something simple that you would see anywhere. Especially with, you know, there's um, Wi-Fi router boosters that mm-hmm. you can plug in there, similar. So for me, it's just like another, it's good style and the tamper proof is really nice. Yeah, we've tried to make it pretty and conspicuous. Yeah. Um, but we've also, we strongly urge you know our users to you know notify their guests that you know there is noise monitoring at the property yeah um one just so you know they're not questioning what's plugged into the wall but on top of that you know let's say you're a 16 year old high school kid who's wanting to throw a party and you see on that listing it's equipped with noise monitoring technology you're not booking that property (laughs) you know it's an added layer of defense um to potentially hosting rowdy guests so with that Mm-hmm. What kind of testimonials have you guys received? Obviously, it's been you know been here four years. Yeah. Um, so, what are some stories? I'm sure we all want to know. Yeah, there, there's plenty. I think one of my favorites is um, there was some high schoolers who had sold tickets on a Facebook page. Right? They set up an event. They were selling tickets, have party buses the whole nine yards, wow. um, and 200 people were set to show up um as people started filtering and filing into that property um one of our users got an alert and she was able to intervene before things got too crazy um we've seen a lot of crazy photos (laughs) of parties that have then led people to seek out noise aware um and you know seeing the potential damage hearing these horror stories just really solidifies how important our job is um in supporting these hosts and providing incredible experiences yeah i think it and what i like about the whole thing is prevention right yeah so it sucks when they happen Mm -hmm. right you know like when any property of ours or anything like that would have a party and be damaged and the just the overall bad experience Yep. But the, the ability to have this in place, ready to go, to prevent it, and especially being open about it, I think a lot of people, like you said, having it in the listing, you're saying this is a noise monitoring you know, listing or whatever, mm-hmm. um, really does help like prevent. Like I just love that it deteriorates any type of person that would want to book it for a specific reason, like a party. Yeah, well, and one thing I forgot to hit on is, we've heard from a lot of our users that you know there are responsible guests you yeah, know that really are. want to respect the property um unfortunately noise is very objective so what's loud to your neighbor may yeah. not actually be all that loud um a couple of our users have um their neighbors have filed false noise complaints and we've been able to combat those so something that's super objective yeah. we've been able to provide data and yeah. you know Put an actual number to something. I love that. Um, so you are able. We have, you know, the noise risk score from the moment you plug it in, and our team is able to assist in pulling those records. Mm-hmm. And we've had people go to, you know, their local city hall and present their findings and be able to, you know, disprove some of these alerts or these um, neighbor complaints. Yeah. So you know, it, it's twofold, right? It's against you know the unfortunate bad actors and then the great guests that you want to host again but unfortunately you know the neighbor 
is yeah. filing these complaints. Yeah. Um, so it goes two ways. Oh, I love that. And so for anybody listening, don't just take our word. You can uh, actually listen to a testimonial here on the podcast. We'll put it in and you can enjoy the amazing reviews. Um, but also just with, uh, in, in conclusion of wrapping everything up and being able to, um, you know, to leave, leave everybody at a comfort of, you know, this is something that is, I think, vitally important. And this was kind of like my passion project for our, you know, the adventure, you know, that I've been on. And then also with working with you guys, getting to know more, because I think the knowledge and the experience of knowing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything that you guys told me this morning. So now that I do know, it just adds more value. And I think for anybody listening, I just want to you know say that there is ways in order to benefit and be ahead of you know any types of prevention or not prevention sorry parties and all Mm -hmm. the types of damage and stuff that goes into it it's not just a i don't know it's just not like a simple thing that you just leave and forget it's really like an active part of the business yeah absolutely yeah i like to say you know we're a party for prevention tool that predicts mm -hmm. what you can't prevent yeah um yeah (laughs) so you know you you can't predict these things a lot of the time even if you have a guest vetting process you know there are those random times um but our team you know is really really there for you we enjoy working on the ground level with these people learning about their properties and protecting them yeah for sure so madison in conclusion any final words for all the listeners out there yeah so like i said earlier about our brand you know really being fun um if any of you plan on attending any of the conferences this year yeah uh, we really embrace you know the concept that we're party poopers and have turned it into a complete oxymoron and throw the largest parties (laughs) at every conference Um, if you've been to them you know how good of a time they are but if you haven't and you want to, which we want to see you there, uh, feel free to email me. It's just madison at noiseaware.io. And I would love to meet everyone at the conferences and have you join the party. Um, It's one of our most favorite things. And, you know, we put our product to the test. Yeah. No, I I think from the whole journey of this, uh, the Vacation Rental series, is that when I have talked about people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be with Noiseaware, they're like, oh. Have you heard about their parties? Yeah. At the convention. So that, for me, I hopefully will be able to attend yeah. and see as well. But I think that's the fun way to twist it. Definitely. Yeah. Juxtapose, you know, the quietness with the loudness and yeah. boldness of our brand. Um, we make it a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.